punches weren't really necessary. Maybe they were super necessary. Why were they necessary? What do you mean, why were they not necessary? This is Necessary Violence, presented by Division Two Sports Radio, and it starts right now. better to talk on the first episode of necessary violence than arguably the most violent fighter on the ufc's roster right now from milford massachusetts solace chris mutinho chris welcome on to necessary violence my brother no thank you thank you for having me brother i'm glad to be on so chris let me start by asking this okay in the post-fight press conference sean o'malley said that his fists were sore after stepping into the cage with you so how much pain were you in following your fight at ufc 264 I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt at all. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was about normal, man. It wasn't the hardest I've ever been in. It wasn't the worst I've ever been beat up. You know what I mean? I had a couple bumps and bruises. Uh, I think I broke my toe right after that fight, right out, like from the fight, uh, throwing a kick or something and hit his elbow. So I was, I was a little banged up, man. It was hard, a little hard, hard to walk from throwing kicks and stuff, but uh, it was no more than usual. You know what I mean? I, the kinds of fights I'm in, bro, they, they're always, uh, a slugfest, you know? Yeah, man. And that's why people love you already. And you picked up such a following just overnight. So I kind of wanted to ask you, so you went from like a couple thousand followers on Instagram to like 162,000 overnight, basically. Like what, what did it feel like to kind of just like become like a superstar within, you know, like a 24 hour period, more or less? I. Honestly, dude, it's like it's it's caused more more stress than any anything else. You know what I mean? Like I'm a people that know me and people that really know like my personality. I'm like kind of like a I'm 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 a recluse. You know what I'm a hermit. So it's like the attention and all that stuff is something that it's like I keep saying to everybody all the interviews. I'm like it's wasted on me. You know what I mean? I'm the guy that like wants to hide and not really be seen to talk to people. And now now it's like it's somebody else some of my friends that do this that are in the UFC and stuff like that that I trained with like posting videos every day and want and trying so hard to make their Instagrams pop and I I just got mine basically on uh by luck you know what I mean so it's it's cool man it's something that I'm I'm very happy for and grateful because it's it's how we make money in the sport and it's how how we build our names and this is everything that I wanted to do but again like I'd be lying if I said it wasn't wasted on me you know yeah, man. And with your performance at UFC 264, it's hard to not understand why people would want to, you know, come and support you. And I'm sure you received a lot of in, like inspirational messages telling you, you know, how your performance, you went in there against all odds and you inspired people. Did you get a lot of those kinds of messages after your fight? Oh, for sure, man. And those are the kind of things that I love about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very, ha- very grateful to this is what I've been, this is what I've been wanting to do my whole life. You know what I mean? I've been saying this, I've been most of my adult life. I've been trying to do this and become this. And uh, I have a very relatable story, man. My life is nothing special. My life is a normal human's life that want what they want and they try their hardest. And some people, they don't make it. Some people they do. And it's just, it's just, it's just great when I get to hear those things. because It's, it shows me that uh, everything that I was saying about myself is, is is there man it's real and people can see it and i'm just i'm just very happy and grateful to be able to do this and hopefully i get back in there soon and i can do it again 
we definitely want to see you get back in there soon. And I know you got a little bit of an injury right now and you were supposed to fight Aaron Phillips here in the next coming months. So I wanted to ask, what's your plan going forward and when should we expect to see you in the octagon again? Just heal up is my plan right now, man. Just heal up. Like hopefully it only takes a few more weeks and then I can get back in full training and then we'll talk to the UFC and try to get something as soon as possible. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping for like the beginning of the year, or maybe even December. So we'll see, we'll see how my body's going to heal up and how, how many more weeks it's going to take for it to feel, feel a hundred percent and get back to getting punched in the face. You know what I mean? So hopefully not, not too mean too much longer. The latest probably February. Do you have anyone on your radar since Phillips has another opponent booked? Or are you just kind of going to trust Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby and let him go to work? Yeah, let's just hope – let's just see what they give me. You know what I mean? I'm not – I'm in no place to be calling people out. I'm, I'm coming off a loss regardless of how crazy the fight was or how great it was. I, I still I'm – I'm a competitor first off and, and foremost – first and foremost, you know what I mean? Like, so that loss – no matter how good the fight and how many people – people enjoyed it man it's still lost to me it still stings to me so i'm in no place to be calling people out and and um asking for fights i'm just gonna be the company guy and whoever they put in front of me i'm gonna i'm gonna take their head off you know what i mean that's my goal 100 bro and you went from training in your gym in massachusetts for a fight outside the ufc with another promotion to fighting one of the biggest names in the sport with sean o'malley oh yeah on a card that's headlined by conor mcgregor who's the face of the sport were you ever just like, holy shit, this is like a dream right now when you got that call and you were trying to figure everything out? Yeah, man. And I, it, it's, it, it's insane. It's insane for sure, man. Like I, I didn't have enough time to even process it. You know what I mean? I, it went from like me, me uh, hearing about me thinking that I could possibly get the shot and we just putting our name in there to having a fight on the biggest card of the, of the year you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't have enough time to even process it. And thank God I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough pro time to process it because they probably would have probably my, my head would have probably got, got away with me. And I would have, I would have, I would have been shook. So it, it's, it's one of those things, man, that I probably maybe even the rest of my career, who knows, I might not be on a car that big again. You know what I mean? 20,000 people staring, screaming, yelling, yelling, flipping me off. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> It's a, it's an insane feeling, bro, that I, I I've never experienced. But you know, I'm I'm very happy, and I'm happy that I it wasn't it wasn't it was I didn't freeze up. You know what I mean? I I might not have won, but I didn't freeze up. And that that's the biggest thing, the biggest thing I take away from the fight. Yeah, bro, and it was obvious as a fan just being able to sit back and see you in there. Just for it to be your first fight, you just looked so comfortable from the I mean from the beginning to the end of the fight. Now, I do want to talk about the end of the fight a little bit because I know I was with a big group of people and all of us were pissed the hell off when Herb Dean stopped the fight before the end of round three. So I wanted to ask you, did you agree with that stoppage? Of course not. You know what I mean? Of course I didn't agree with it. Um, I've seen him let fights go longer than that with people taking more damage. Like if you watched the, uh, the Volkanovski fight last weekend, man, that guy – Ortega took like 216 on it, uh, significant strikes. I only took 180. You know what I mean? He literally, that guy was like at the end of the third round could, couldn't even answer questions. So, yeah. and that's not me, me talking shit about anybody. And it's not even me talking shit about, um, Herb Dean, man. I understand like, man, it's my first fight in there. They've had a bunch of fights in there. He, he, he saw something. Maybe I didn't see whatever the situation is, man. But I think 30 seconds, man, let me go on my shield. I don't think he was going to knock. He didn't knock me out in 14 and a half. 
he ain't gonna knock me out in 30 seconds just let me let me go out there my problem with it was not even the fact that he stopped the fight or if I if I deserved to be stopped it was the fact that I feel like he gave him he gave him something that he didn't earn he didn't deserve you know what I mean with the with the with the stoppage man I wasn't getting stopped I, I came in there to fight I might have got my ass kicked but I I came to fight yeah, man. And you you just said it, you know, it seemed like he was given something that he didn't earn. So was there any bad blood after the fight with Sean O'Malley? No, I never had bad blood before it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a prideful person. I'm a big-headed, stupid Portuguese kid from um, Massachusetts, bro. We don't... Yeah. Um, all the flipping people, all flipping people off and talking shit, man. That's what I do in the gym. You know, that's what me and my boys... When, fucking each other up in the gym for 10 years man that's what we do that's how we talk to each other so that was something that uh th that i was i was bred into some other people might might think there was there was stuff i have no problem with any of these guys man there's very few guys that i i come out of fights not really not liked so i have no problems with nobody i'm just looking to be a fighter man this is what i love to do and you'll probably see the same shit the next fight you know what i mean this is who i am there was a point in the fight I think it was maybe in between round one or two or around that time period, right going into round two, maybe where O'Malley ended up dribbling in front of you. Did that, did that light a fire under you? Like, did that not like piss you off or like, what, what did that, what effect did that have on you in the fight? Yeah, of course. I got a little, I got a little, uh, a little salty. You know what I mean? I was like, it was, it was all, but it was a lot of things. It wasn't just, uh, just that it was like him, his corner, talking shit to me in between right before the fight like so i'm flipping him off now i'm like getting worked up now i'm like now he's talking shit to me i'm talking shit to him it's just going all around man it was like that all week like, the kid talks a lot when he's on camera and stuff so it was like and me being me not be not really saying much not talking to the cameras not talking shit once i got in there it's it's just you and me regardless of what happens man i'm i'm here i'm here and i, I i'm not i'm nobody's bitch you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Regardless, of, regardless of what the situation comes, how it comes, win, lose, or draw, I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a good account for myself. You're gonna remember me after this, and we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens, man. It, it kind of took me out of my game a little bit, all the, all the stuff, because I just wanted to hit him so bad, man, that I didn't, I didn't set up my strikes. I didn't really walk, walk down the cage. I kind of just followed him the whole time and walked right in the strikes. So. Next time I get into next time I get in the cage, I gotta follow my game plan a little more, set up set up strikes a little bit better, and uh, and move my head a little bit more, man. So like, and it, we have everything. We've been working on stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna be ready for the next one. So let me ask you, what impressed you about O'Malley and his performance at UFC 264? What stuck out to you about his game? Uh his his timing was good, and he, he was just a little faster than I thought. Man, he threw a couple. He threw a little bit more than I thought he was gonna was gonna. You know what I mean? I thought when I watched other fights, he's very one punch, two, two punches at most. This time, that fight, he threw a lot more combinations, and you know what I mean. I, I was just thinking that we're just gonna be big, big power shots coming. He, I knew he was very skilled, very talented, and all that stuff. That wasn't. It's not me talking shit, but I just he's throwing. He he knocks people out every time he hit. He hits with a lot of power. So I thought it was gonna be more single strikes, but no, the kids, the kids, kids, one hell of a fighter, bro. It's not me. I have nothing else to say about the dude. I don't really, I don't think about him after this. I'm just, if it ever runs back, it runs back and we can, we can do it again. But the kid is, uh, kid's tough. You have a background more so in striking from what we've been able to see as just from, you know, your first fight with the UFC, but 
how is your ground game? Are you comfortable on the ground? Do you prefer a shot like a fight that's more stand up or do you like to go to the ground? No, I'm, I started as a wrestler. Man, oh, I started okay. as a I started as a wrestler and I started uh, in jiu-jitsu. I'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. I've been wrestling, been wrestling most of my life. You know what I mean? It's just when you start throwing bombs, bro, and you start knocking people out, hey, it's not like it's not like something else. It's not it's not like anything else, man. It's so much fun to get punched in the face and punch people, dude. So I it's kind of it's kind of what has has taken me away from the grappling. I can grapple, man. You throw me on the ground, I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna hold my own with anybody and and all that stuff, bro. It's it's just so much fun to to, to get in the slugfest. You were on the Pat McAfee show a few months back and you told him that you wanted to be more than just like a body bag. Tell me exactly what you want people to look at you as a fighter and think. I'm one of the best ever to do it. And that's, that's my goal. You know what I mean? That's my goal. And it it might never happen. You know what I mean? But that's why we set these goals. We set the goals high so that when we, when we, when we make them, man, it's even, it's even more great. I even better, man, my goal to get into the sport was to be the best. And I want to be a world champion and I want to be in the hall of fame. And I'm very young, man. I still got many years in this sport. And, um, I can't, I can't wait to show you all the improvements I have to get that. Well, Chris, I'll tell you right now, I think the best is yet to come for you in your young career. And I think that, you know, the first flash that we got to see against O'Malley at 264 is only the beginning. And you've won a lot of fans over and inspired a lot of people. So hats off to you, my friend. Uh, This has been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time and, you know, you being able to come on here and talk some fight game with me a little bit. Uh, You're a violent man and you're a bad motherfucker. I'll tell you right now, man. And uh, everyone be sure to go follow Chris on Instagram at Chris underscore is underscore soulless and be sure to follow the show too at necessary dot violence chris thank you again and god bless brother no thank you god bless bro thank you for listening to necessary violence for all necessary violence and mma news follow us on instagram at necessary dot violence